Good evening. My name is Mike Murley, and welcome to WPKN's Mic Check, coming to you on WPKN every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. I host every third and fifth Sunday of this program. Welcome to everyone listening at 89.5 FM on your radio dial. Welcome to everyone streaming live or tuning into our podcast at WPKN.org. Each week on Mic Check, one of our hosts examines global, national, and regional issues and their effect on our local community. Just as a phrase, Mic Check, was used to mobilize people to create a human microphone during the Occupy movement and others. This weekly program seeks to amplify our community's many voices and bring them to the airwaves. Mic Check is followed on WPKN at 6 p.m. by another public affairs program, the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I am very excited and honored to be joined this evening by Melinda Tuhus. Melinda has been a an independent journalist and reporter for 40 years. And tonight, uh, Melinda is stopping by specifically to talk about her work as an organizer and activist with Connecticut's local Stop Cop City Solidarity Campaign. Welcome to Mic Check, Melinda. Hey, thanks, Mike. Good to be here. Thank you so much for, for joining me tonight. And uh, I wanted to first take a quick moment to you know, just let you know that that your work has inspired me for a long time, both your your journalism work uh, here on WPKN, of course, as well as elsewhere, uh, and also your activism and organizing work. And I just wanted to also note that tonight's conversation certainly sits at the intersection of both, because I know you've you've done reporting on the topic that we're going to be talking about. And so thank you for for all the work that you've been doing. And there's, a, there's an ongoing movement in Atlanta right now to resist the construction of a massive police training facility, which has come to be known as Cop City. Melinda, could you take a moment to describe your first introduction to the Stop Cop City movement? Well, I was hearing about it. It brings together so many issues in, in, so, in such a strong way that it just seemed like something that I wanted to know more about. Thank you so much for sharing that, Melinda. And I was wondering if you could if you could talk a little bit more, uh, give you a little bit more background, and talk a little bit about as well the the different struggles that the Stop Cop City movement sits at the convergence of, uh, because this is clearly a situation that brings so many of the most urgent issues of today front and center. Sure. Yes, it, d- it definitely does. So, um, yeah, Stop Cop City is. Uh, the name that the opponents give to this, uh, as you mentioned, this huge, it'll be the, if it, if it's built, it'll be the biggest police training facility in the country and also would welcome other police departments to come and be trained there. So really everybody in the country has an interest in this. Um, and it, they, they've, they've scaled because of all the opposition, they have scaled back slightly, but it's still, uh, going to have a lot of elements, um, to it it's going to have a helicopter landing pad it's going to have places uh, you know for police chases and it's called cop city partly because it's actually going to build a fake town where you know they can practice you know intervening uh in different ways um and so one of the elements of opposition is you know, police opposition to police uh, violence and police brutality. Um, And then it's being built in the middle of a forest 
It's called the South Atlanta Forest, and the the opponents call it by its uh, indigenous name, Wilani, which um, and that's another piece of uh, of the puzzle that the uh, Muscogee Creek people were removed from this area and sent westward, um, and so you know the activists who were trying to save the forest refer to it as Wilani. Um, so there's you know, this whole environmental aspect, um, environmental justice and, and just climate issues, because, you know, taking down 85 acres or more of this forest would be a terrible blow to uh, efforts to, you know, protect the climate, because I think people are pretty aware that, you know, trees absorb carbon dioxide and they're our first defense against you know, the heating up of the planet. Um, so, and also the trees help, they clean the air and help protect the local population, which is mostly uh, the surrounding, immediately surrounding areas, people of color uh, community. So it brings in all those things uh, in a, one package. And so it's attracted people who are, in, who, who are, you know, most involved in those three different issues. It brings them together. So the other thing that's kind of interesting is it's actually being built in not in Fulton County, which is where Atlanta is. It's being built in DeKalb County, which is next door. But the DeKalb County sold this land to the city of Atlanta to build this, um, you know, cop city. So there's that actually had ramifications, uh, which we can probably get to later on about uh, efforts to get the issue on the ballot so the people could vote on whether they wanted it or not. Thank you so much, Melinda, for laying out that, that important background and, and contextualizing things. And, and some of those, some of those layers, some of those, uh, some of the, the different struggles um, that are converging with, you know, just naturally organically in terms of this, this whole uh, situation. Right. And so I was wondering if you could also, expound a little bit on the ways in which what is happening in Atlanta right now is a microcosm of communities around the country that are continuing to increase their investments into policing at, at the cost of of so much. Yeah, well, you kind of just said it. That's what's going on. I, I, they, The city of Atlanta has increased its expenditure from, you know, tax dollars. Um, they've doubled down on, you know, funding this project to the tune of it was 30 million and now i think it's the city's contribution was originally 30 million and this nonprofit called the the Atlanta Police Foundation which is supported by you know all the big i don't know if it's all but many of the you know really big corporations that are headquartered in Atlanta like Coca-Cola and there's there's a delivery package delivery but i don't want to say the name because i might not get it right but you know one of the big ones um, and several other, you know, huge corporations are backing it. But then the city actually, the city council actually approved several more million dollars um, because they said they that's what they needed to, you know, keep going and complete the project. And you know, it's pretty interesting. It's um, I, I don't know if it's a Democrat dominated, if not a hundred percent Democrat city council. City council, the mayor's a Democrat. And, um, you know, they're doing the bidding of the 
Atlanta Police Foundation, which wants to build this, you know, this big complex. Um, so, I mean, you know, they say that they need a new facility, which maybe they do, but, you know, it doesn't have to be there and it doesn't have to involve all the, it, you know, people are really concerned that it's going to increase the violence against community members because it's very, it's very, it's very military. It's, it's more like a military thing than even a lot of police departments with, you know, all the, all the uh, weapons that it's going to have, you know, if it's completed. Very, very scary stuff. And in terms of your own advocacy around uh, making some of those personal connections uh, and, and local uh, or, or making some of those, um, yeah, those connections to how local communities around the country are are affected by this and also have similar similar situations happening uh, in terms of police funding for whether it's a new training facility, like, you know, even if it's nowhere near the size of Cop City, but whether it's like a new facility, whether it's a new, whether it's just new weaponry, new surveillance technology, things like ShotSpotter. I know there's like been a campaign in Chicago that's been uh, actively resisting ShotSpotter technology being used by Chicago PD um, and the, the taxpayer, you know, in uh, uh, the, the harnessing and weaponizing of taxpayer funds for that that purpose, that really evil purpose um, with this surveillance technology um, similar things, you know, and just, or just hiring more officers and just continuing that investment into um, expanding the power and reach of policing and municipalities. And so you have engaged in local advocacy, local organizing right here in Connecticut, um, right where you live. And you recently led a Sunday service at a local Unitarian Universalist church. And so I was wondering, Melinda, if you could talk a little bit about the Sunday service and what it meant for you to bring your activism into your spiritual home in that specific way. Well, that's a that's a good question, but this was not the first. I've been doing it for many years, um, you know, in an activism role or as in a reporting capacity. I've probably done a summer service at my church, the Unitarian Society of New Haven, every year for, I can't even remember how long, probably 15 years. Um, so that's kind of what they expect of me to do. But um, the same grand jury that indicted Trump and his cohorts under the RICO statute, uh, the organized crime statute, 61 people were accused of being part of a, you know, a criminal conspiracy to try to stop Cop City, even though they don't even, and, and the guy, the attorney general for the state of Georgia, he, he was saying, well, they don't even have to know each other if they just have the same purpose, which was to, you know, shut down Cop City. So it's really terrifying what's going on there. And um, we had a local musician sing some songs and he wrote a couple of verses just for Cop City. So it was really, you know, people I think found it really moving. They told that's what they told me anyway afterwards. And there, you know, there's a lot of people there who are really interested in staying on top of what's happening. So I send out stuff periodically to let them know all the bad things that are happening there. That's really wonderful. And it sounds like such an inspiring 
service that that you you organized and and i think that's really gets to the heart of every religion that i can think of those core foundational values of opposing injustice and standing up for equality and you know those those liberatory communalistic and egalitarian values and principles so sometime over the summer uh the opponents of cop city decided uh that they wanted to do a referendum which would allow the voters of atlanta to decide whether they wanted supporting cop city or not so they ended up uh getting almost double the number of signatures they needed and there were different things that happened along the way that made it very difficult for them to even do it but a judge ruled at one point that um, for, first, it was only Atlanta residents could collect signatures of Atlanta residents. And then because the facility is actually in DeKalb County, um, a judge ruled that residents of DeKalb County could help with the collect uh, signatures of Atlanta residents. So they got all these signatures. They just and they also the judge also gave them an extension and um, they turned them in on September 1st, I think it was. And now the city is saying that they're not going to count them. They're not going to go through them and decide which are legitimate and which aren't, or they're, they're not doing it yet. And this is to get on the ballot in November. So, you know, they don't have a lot of time to futz around. Um, they're also taught, this is a, you know, this city council, I, I don't know if, I think it might be majority black, the mayor is black. And what they're talking about doing is signature match, which, you know, has been used historically to, prevent people from voting and make it harder for people to vote. And, you know, every time I sign my name, it's different. So this whole thing about, you know, signature match is just ridiculous. So there's sort of, that's, that's, there's sort of a stalemate right now. I don't know if they're going to decide to start counting. And, you know, with the city of Atlanta being in charge of the counting, it seems like they're probably going to find that there aren't enough valid signatures. That's, and they wouldn't have to put it on the ballot. That's, I don't know if there's any counter uh, weight to, you know, the city doing it themselves. I mean, it seems like they ought to have, you know, a, a, a neutral body, but I think it's it's some kind of city, you know, department that's supposed to be doing that. So I'm not sure, you know, if it'll get on the ballot or not. It would be really interesting to see if, you know, not everybody in Atlanta is against it either. I mean, they might even lose the referendum, but it seems like after, you know, they were told that this was a feasible way to uh, move forward. And now the city's not even counting, you know, looking through the the uh, signatures. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Melinda. And because this is, yeah, this is something clearly with like very, you know, there's there's updates all the time. There's uh, There's constant news coming out of Atlanta. Um, from the Stop Cop City movement, which is continuously growing. You know, like you're saying, obviously there, you know, not everyone in, in Atlanta is in support of the the opposite, the movement to oppose, you know, but at the same time, it's expanding every every day. More people, it seems like, to me anyway, it's, it's you know, following along on social media and and in the, in the, in the press, it seems like there's constant, expansion more people constantly getting involved constantly joining this growing movement 
I mean, I know there hasn't been a lot of coverage in a lot of the um, mainstream media, except, you know, when we didn't even mention that one of the forest defenders was killed by the police um, last January. And according to their their uh, two different autopsies, it looked like he, you know, had his hands raised when they shot him. So that seems like there ought to be some some consequences to the police for doing that. But anyway, um, you know, there's ongoing uh, legal uh, wrangling about that, and we don't know how that'll end up. But in response to what you're saying about it growing, we do have an event coming up in in uh, New Haven. Um, the Stop Cop City, Connecticut organization is having a um, an event on Saturday. September 30th from 2 to 4 p.m. at the People's Center, which is 37 Howe Street in New Haven. And it's, um, it, it, I'll just read the, the little blurb. It says, the National Wilani Defense Society Outreach Tour is coming to Connecticut. Join us to learn the history, lessons, and future plans of the movement. We hope to spread skills and creativity related to mass direct action and participatory democratic organizing, whether in Atlanta, Connecticut, or elsewhere. And there's a uh, there's an RSVP, more details, and it's it's short. So can, I'll just give that and hope people can remember it or write it down. It's just bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash stop cop city tour hyphen C-T. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Stop Cop City Tour hyphen CT. And um, we hope that people will come. Uh, it's going to be a really important time to hear from someone who's been on the front lines down there, um, you know, about what's happening and what kind of support they need from people around the country to uh, try to stop this thing. Oh, and also, uh, if people have questions, listeners can just email stopcopcityct at gmail. So on Saturday, September 30th, that will be taking place and will be a great way for folks uh, clearly to learn more about ways to take action uh, right here in Connecticut uh, in solidarity with what's happening in Atlanta and to think more deeply about how, how those issues show up and manifest uh, locally, right here where we live. And in addition to that, Melinda, I was wondering if you could uh, if you could share some good resources that you would personally point folks to who may be interested in in reading up and and uh, doing some, you know, doing some more background research on the on the the whole situation, the police training center that is, that is uh, under construction in the city of Atlanta and the stop cop city movement as a whole. Yeah. Well, one thing is the democratic socialists of America are very involved in this. So, um, you know, if you go to their website on, and there'll be stuff there about uh, stop cop city, there's a lot of different organizations in Atlanta and the greater Atlanta area that are working on this. And there's, there's faith, you know, community and uh, there's, uh, black organizations and just, you know, environmental art. Like we said, there's all these connections. There's this thing, The Forge, which I think has a bunch of articles that are all about uh, uh, Stop Cop City and abolition that just came out. There's also 
you know, Micah Herskine's Twitter, right? <laughs> there's also like the, uh, um, and then also there's like the Defend the Atlanta Forest group that has a Twitter that has, it's a big major platform that shares a lot of, it's like a. Yeah, I think um, that's what I was trying to think of was Defend the Atlanta Forest. Yeah. And, and then there's also, speaking of one of the the black led organizations that you had referenced, uh, Community Movement Builders led by Kamal Franklin and right. some other folks, I believe, right? right? Um so Melinda, thank you so much. And I really want to have you have the last word uh, tonight on the show. And so we've got just a like a minute left, if that. So uh, I just want to say really quick first, it's almost 6 p.m. And at that time, the Ralph Nader Radio Hour will begin automatically here in WPKN. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much, Melinda, for joining me on tonight's episode of Mic Check and for all the important work that you're doing in the community. This has been Mike Check, and I'm Mike Murley. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night at 5.30 for another episode. Coming up at 6, we do have the Ralph Nader Radio Hour right here on WPKN 89.5 FM in Bridgeport, followed, of course, by Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell. So please stay tuned for that. Melinda, what is a last thought that you would like to share with our listeners here tonight? I would like to invite all of our listeners to uh, get involved in whatever way you can, because you know, we, we've heard a lot about threats to our democracy from various forces, uh, mostly referring to, you know, the presidential election. But this is what's going on in Atlanta is something that everybody should be concerned about and take whatever action everybody can to uh, put a stop to it, because it's uh, it is not the democratic procedures that are going on there. It's uh, it's repression and um just kind of crazy things and we need to stop it.